Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Sunday, September 27th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Shane Caldwell as we get ready for our next NFL podcast. It's the week three main slate preview. We're going to go position by position and give you our, our best picks here as we've digested the news and played with the salaries on uh, DraftKings and FanDuel. And Shane, we're off to a hot start here uh, with our NFL coverage. So how are you feeling about week three, the main slate, keeping it rolling? I'm feeling great about it. Yeah, that's, this is a really interesting slate, as we talked about a little bit on our main slate breakdown. You got these really chalky games, these super high-scoring games, you know, the, everyone's talking about this, you know, this uh, Dallas-Seattle game. Uh, the over-under keeps creeping up, you know. Uh, you got a game, uh, my Detroit Lions going into Arizona. That that over-under is up to, what, like 56. That's getting really high as well. So you got these late games that have these super high totals, and then you got some really juicy matchups in the early game too. So, again, it's shaping up to be a great slate, and it's going to be – there's some really chalky plays here that everyone's on. So – you really have to decide what chalk you want to fade and what pivot plays you can make to try to try to get a competitive edge here. Uh, so that's really the main thing with this slate is trying to figure out which which ones are the chalk, which chalky guys you really want to go after here and which ones do you want to pivot off? Uh, because there's going to be a lot of similar lineups and similar strategies going on with this slate. Absolutely. So we're going to help you break that down position by position. And just want to give a, a quick shout out and a thank you to our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. Head over there and use the promo code COACHTALK and you'll get a 125% match on your first deposit. And those guys have all the options that you'd like for your sports wagering and casino needs, horse racing, awesome stuff over there. So uh, use that promo code COACHTALK and get that great match. All right, Shane, let's get into the quarterback position. And I do want to start with that Dallas-Seattle matchup because two of the most expensive quarterbacks here are Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. So what what are your thoughts here as we are early, early morning here Sunday? Uh, what are your thoughts on this matchup and these quarterbacks? Yeah, I mean, uh, Dallas is... Uh, so banged up at the corner position already. You know they they lost they lost a lot of their corners and uh, Wozier's out now, which is supposed to be one of their best corners in a pretty weak secondary. So it's just so blatantly obvious how you attack this uh, Dallas uh, team is through the air, and it just so happens that you know they have Russ, and uh, when they let Russ cook, you know he can he can pretty much torch a team. So. It's, Similar when they went up against Atlanta, uh, when Seattle went up against Atlanta, it's like he's just going to attack them through the air and just completely shred them. So it's uh, it is uh, it's pretty obvious play here with Russell Wilson, uh, and he has you know great matchups with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Like you know, I don't. It's hard to find a scenario where you know Dallas can stop those guys, and they're 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 really pretty priced pretty low, probably too low. So like the FanDuel and DraftKings didn't really adjust their price up to account for this matchup in this game script. So, so it just leads to a lot of concentrated, uh, you know, ownership rate on those, on those three guys right there that stack, like how many people are going to stack Russell Wilson with like DK Metcalf and, and, and uh, you know, and lock it here. So um, you can play Russ by himself too, because he does get rushing yards and he might distribute the ball. He might throw a touchdown to, you know, David Moore or, or one of the, tight ends or, or Chris Carson or something like that. If you want to get a little different, you could, th- you could stack them with Chris Carson, but yeah, Russell, Russell Wilson's pretty hard to get away from. I'm probably higher on him than I am Dak at a similar price. I feel like uh, Wilson's going to be a little bit better than Dak in terms of the matchup overall, because yeah, Seattle's not great, but remember they, they do have, you know, uh, a pro bowl safety back there now with Jamal Adams. So they have good safeties. They have decent corners, not not horrible corners like Dallas does. Um, and the da- Dallas's offensive line is still really banged up. You know, we mentioned that last week. That looks like still the same thing. You know, it's a good chance that Tyron Smith is out and, you know, they lost Lionel Collins. So Dak might not have as much time. You know, didn't hurt them last week. They kind of pulled off a miracle. But I feel like last week they played Atlanta. 
And this this Seattle team is a lot better than Atlanta's defense, uh, their Seattle's defense. So that's why I probably like the Seattle side of this better than the Dallas side. Although I do like some of the Dallas receivers, but I might just play like one Dallas receiver. I don't think I'm going to go overly exposed to the Dallas receivers here. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at with that particular game in terms of quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm with you, actually. I prefer Russell Wilson here at home. And for all the other reasons you mentioned, uh, I give him the slight edge. Um, and I also want exposure to this game, but um, I'm going to try to get you know a different approach to it where you know maybe I use Wilson or maybe I don't. Uh, maybe I just use one receiver from each side. Maybe we get Zeke in there. We'll talk about him as we get to the running backs. But, but I agree. I mean, this game is going to be heavily stacked. So uh, certainly probably we'll have one lineup like that, but I'd say the majority of my lineups are going to try to get a different uh, different piece of the game than just the uh, traditional full stacks. How about some uh, mid-tier quarterbacks uh, on this week three slate? Anybody jumping out at you there? Yeah, I mean, the next guy on my list is Cam Newton. I've talked a lot about Cam Newton. I'm just extremely impressed with him in terms of his passing. And he's, he's you know, basically right now the, pretty much the number one running quarterback in the league because I feel like Lamar Jackson, they're intentionally making him more of a pocket passer to protect him. That's the thing. I've been saying that all summer, and I see that playing out a little bit now that we're into the regular season. So for Cam, he's he's a full-out, you know, running quarterback, and he's passing the ball effectively. He's going up against a pretty, you know, weak, uh, you know, Raiders team. Again, we mentioned this before, on a short week traveling across the country here. My only slight concern with Cam is the game script. I feel like New England's going to win this game pretty big. And I, I don't know how, how much the Las Vegas Raiders will be able to score on the New England defense here. I mean, they have Henry Ruggs out. Um, their offensive line is banged up. I don't really trust Derek Carr. And I feel like New England will be able to stop their main weapons of, you know, Jacobs and Waller. So because that, I, that's the only thing I don't like about Cam. But New England, you know, I don't think they mind running the score up on anyone either, though. So Cam could just keep running the ball as like the fourth down running back, basically, or the fourth right. quarter running back. I mean, fourth quarter guy here. But he might hand the ball off a little bit more if they get a big lead, too. But so I like Cam here. Definitely big on him. And then, uh, well, my guy, Matt Stafford, is the other secret little quarterback. I heard some experts talking about him this week, but not a ton of people. He's mid-priced there, 7300 on FanDuel, 6300 on DK. I think he's way too cheap for this game script. If you're talking about, a, I think I said a 56 over under in this game. Okay, if we're talking about 56 over under, he's got Galladay back, so he's got his main receiver back. He's got all the weapons out there, and they're going to be. It's going to be a fast-paced game with a ton of passing volume against Arizona. It's a pretty weak secondary, really. You know, Patrick Peterson again, as I mentioned before, is not really that scary anymore. So. Stafford is a sneaky good play here, and he's the type of guy easily could go for three touchdowns and 350 passing yards here. Um, so I feel like that's kind of where, where I'm comfortable with him, and you're going to get him at lower ownership, and he should be able to score a similar amount of points to even those other guys like uh, Russell Wilson and Dak, and Dak Prescott, um, just getting him at way lower ownership, way cheaper, so you're going to be able to load up on other positions. Uh, so I do like Stafford. I think Tom Brady's kind of interesting here again, even though – he flopped last week. He wasn't that far off from having a big game. And if you look at a banged up Denver team, then he's going into Denver. Their defense is decimated. They're secondary. They don't have much of a pass rush. And guess who? Guess what? He's got Chris Godwin back. So he's got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. He's got all these great tight ends. Uh, I mean, Tom Brady could go out there and have a huge game against a Denver that doesn't have much of a pass rush and are pretty weak on pass coverage here. So. Uh, and I, I think, again, I feel like that's the type of team, Tampa Bay, that just blows teams out and puts up a lot of points on people and they don't really care. So Tom Brady could have a huge game here as well and at super low ownership. And then the the secret GPP play that's only for the people that are like high risk tolerance here is Daniel Jones. So okay. he might turn into uh, Danny Jones, uh, oh, Danny Dimes this week. Uh, you know, I, I I like the matchup here. You know, I'm not really worried about San Francisco. Again, they're completely decimated by injuries as well, and they have to travel all the way to New York, technically New Jersey. Uh, and I think Danny Dimes, uh, even though Sterling Shepard's out, he still has Ingram. He still has Golden Tate, who I like, and and uh, and uh, he still has Slayton and those guys. So he could he could definitely have you know three to four touchdown type game. And he's super cheap. I mean, he's 5,500 on DK. 69 on FanDuel is pretty cheap, too. Um, so you could just pair him up with one of those weapons, maybe a receiver and maybe Ingram, if you feel like he's going to have three or four touchdowns and he's going to get low ownership. That's kind of a GPP-type play. So that's kind of a few 
quarterbacks I'm looking at here. Okay. Yeah, let me echo a couple things there. I, I like the points you made on Cam and the concern about the game script and if they're ahead, you know, maybe he doesn't have to do too much and they run it a little bit more than they have if they've got if they got a big lead. So I, I would be concerned there. You know, certainly prefer the game script for uh, Russell Wilson and Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott. Um, Tom Brady, same thing. You know, they could uh, they could win easily, run it a little bit more. You know, but we have seen Tannehill and Big Ben have big passing games against Denver, uh, and he does have those weapons. So I could see the interest there. But I'm going to mention a couple guys uh, that are cheaper than those two who I'm interested in on DraftKings. I don't get your thoughts on them. And that's Tannehill and Trubisky. Tannehill's going up against the Vikings in their 29th-ranked passing defense. Yes, it's an early uh, sample size, small sample size, but we saw what Aaron Rodgers did against them in week one. Um, So I like that play with that price. And then with Trubisky, he's got that primo matchup against Atlanta. You talk about getting shredded. And, you know, he can he's mobile. He can run. No, he's not. He's not traditionally a real high volume, high fantasy point guy, but he he can spike here and there. And I don't know if he can get a better matchup than this. So, well, you know, what's the best thing about that that playing Trubisky is you can play your guy Mooney then. That's right. (laughs) Now, that's the ultimate GPP takedown there. Now we're talking. You know, Trubisky throws two touchdowns to Mooney, the rookie. He comes out of nowhere. He's like the next Odell Beckham rookie there. <laughs> so Mooney for the win. There you go. Mooney for the win. Darnell yeah. Mooney, uh, he's the secret squirrel here for me in week three. Yeah. Minimum price on DraftKings. Caught three for 36 and a touchdown last week. Uh, awesome matchup. So I will be running out some uh, Trubisky-Mooney pairs for sure. I mean, that's totally the type of lineup that takes down the Millie Maker, that people are looking at it, the person at $1 million, they go, how the heck did they play this this lineup here? But right. that, that's what you need to take down a Millie Maker, you know? So, yeah, so that, I think that's pretty good. I think that uh, Tannehill is interesting. That Minnesota-Tennessee game is up to 50-and-a-half over-under, and it's super close. It's almost like a two-and-a-half point you know, favor for Tennessee. I mean, that's so that's that speaks a sneaky shootout in the early games. Um, and then the other guy I'll mention uh, is uh, the rook, uh, Justin Herbert uh, for the Chargers going up against the Panthers. You know, I mean, he's got plenty of good, good weapons in terms of tight ends and wide receivers to throw to. And he's going against Carolina. Now, Carolina decides they want to score a little bit in that game and make it interesting. I mean, Justin Herbert kind of went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes last week. So, I think he can handle going against the uh, the Carolina, Carolina here. He got a rushing touchdown, so he's got a little bit of rushing upside there too. He's you know he's pretty pretty big guy. He's strong and he's got he's got a little bit of speed to him. So Herbert is another guy that's pretty sneaky. Uh, do you have his price on DK? Otherwise, I can look it up here. Yeah, he is fifty nine as well. Same as Tannehill. Yeah, so I like him. I like him as well as uh, you know a little bit. Where Tannehill is good, but he could technically just let the air out of it and just let Henry, you know, just, just, you know, if Henry actually has a big game, then they can just run the ball. And, you know, there's those games where Tannehill, you know, we talked about it last week where Tannehill only has like 20 pass attempts where uh, Herbert, I could see him letting it loose a little bit here. So, um, yeah, so he's another guy that's, I think, an interesting guy for GPPs. And it's really easy with uh, Herbert just to pair him up with guys like Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry. Uh, super easy, obvious uh, stack partners there. And I, th- I feel like those guys are going to have a big game. So I kind of like that as well. Absolutely, yeah. Well, you mentioned those those teams with the strong rushing attacks, you know, Tennessee with Henry and the Chargers, of course, with Eckler. Um, so let's transition to the running backs here. Um, sort of start. Let's start with the expensive guys. Who do you like at the top of the board? I'm not getting a lot of the the high end exposure here. You know, uh, I, for some reason, Elliott is by far projected as the highest guy, is uh, the highest points total. You know, projected points and everything uh, on this slate. But I just don't want to pay that price for him. I don't want to pay the 9,000 FanDuel and 83 DraftKings for Elliott. Um, I feel like they're, these teams are going to attack each other more in the passing game. Elliott gets some work in the passing game, which is great. Um, but I feel like he's going to be a little touchdown dependent. I don't think he's going to get quite as much rushing yards. 
Um, I think Dallas is going to be down and have to throw the ball more. So I just don't love Elliott at that price, being that he's pretty much the highest price, priced uh, running back across the board. Uh, Derrick Henry is in a great matchup, but I just feel like Derrick Henry doesn't look like he's that great. He's kind of, you know, a little bit sluggish early in the year. I mean, he's still big, a uh, big physical dominant force, but I just feel like he's kind of sluggish and he's not really eluding tackles. And uh, Minnesota's at least good enough to contain him, and he's not going to get much pass down work, of course. He doesn't catch that many passes. So that's why I'm not really liking it. So that pretty much drops me to that next tier. And I'm pretty much going to eat the chalk with Miles Sanders. You know, when I watched the tape on Miles Sanders, we talked a ton about him in week two. Uh, uh, no secret that I love Miles Sanders. I feel like he looked explosive, elusive, and powerful at the same time. Like I seen him truck a couple safeties in there. Even though he's not a really big guy, he looked really strong and explosive. And he was eluding tacklers. And he just exploded through the hole. And I feel like he's the type of guy that has like upside of like three touchdowns, you know, combined touchdowns. Um, and he's going to be the highest owned running back. He's mispriced. He's grossly mispriced on DraftKings at 6,400. Uh, he's going to be the highest owned uh, running back, a ridiculously high ownership. But I feel like it's hard to get off that. And you just have to eat the chalk with Miles Sanders. And that's probably where a lot of people are, which is why he's the highest owned. And then it gets to Jonathan Taylor. I'm having a hard time getting away from Jonathan Taylor as well. Uh, he's really good up in there. I think he's going to get pass work. He's the type of guy that can get 20 plus carries and dominate. And they're, what are they like 11 or 12 point favorites? So he's going to get that, right. you know, great game script in the second half, just to wear out that New York jets and use that big offensive line just to pound the ball there. Um, and then as we kind of go down the line there, uh, you know, another guy that's a, that a little more expensive here is Chris Carson. If you want to get a little exposure to that the Seattle big Dallas game, Chris Carson's been great uh, as the receiving back there. And he can get some goal line work and some rushing yards. And I think you can rush the ball against Dallas. They're decent against the run. Um, but I don't think they're going to be that great at covering him out of the backfield. Uh, they're going to be trying to figure out how to cover, you know, those other guys, DK Metcalf and Lockett. But that creates so much space underneath for Chris Carson in those checkdowns for big plays in the receiving game here. So I like Chris Carson. I could see him having another big game and you get him a little bit lower ownership and you get exposure to that massive over under and that huge scoring scoring projection for, for Seattle. Um, and then for the value guys, we were talking a little bit about, there's about four or five value guys that everyone is absolutely in love with this week. Um, and it's gonna be very interesting you got to figure out which guy's the best. You got to try to figure out which one's the best one and choose the right one. Because I feel like a few of these guys are going to bomb and be really bad plays. And a few of them are going to hit. So the guy that I'm pretty high on right now, we talked about a little bit earlier is Mike Davis. And my reasoning for Mike Davis, even though he is going on the road against the chargers, pretty tough defense. And they're obviously they're big underdogs. The thing about Mike Davis is he's the third down back. He's like the poor man's Christian McCaffrey Crawford role. They don't have anyone else really behind him. They have Trenton Cannon. They were talking about using Curtis Samuel, who's a wide receiver, which means they basically have no one. It's Mike Davis. Okay, Mike Davis is a pretty strong physical guy. He can run between the tackles. He's going to be the goal line back. There's no competition there, and he's the pass down back. Um, and they, they might be able to compete against the Chargers. Then the Chargers are missing some key guys like Melvin Ingram on defense and a couple of their linebackers are out injured this week, which means they might be a little bit more vulnerable uh, against the run. Um, so, I mean, he didn't really – Mike Davis didn't really get any rushing work last week, so we don't know what to expect there. But he's going to get rushing work. He's going to be the goal linebacker. And even if they get way down, he's just going to get a bunch of garbage time catches like he did last week, catching eight for eight, eight passes, right? So – I feel like Mike Davis and the other thing that I really like that I mentioned to you earlier is he's a little bit more expensive than these other value guys that we're going to talk about, which means people are going to just scroll past his name down to those other guys and find the slightly cheaper guy that is perceived as a better play and play them, which for me means much lower ownership on Mike Davis and a much bigger role. Um, so that's my, that's my, uh, my take on Mike Davis here and why I like him. Uh, do you, since I'm talking a lot about Mike Davis, do you want to talk about these other guys that you're going to scroll down that everyone's going to scroll down to, to play? Cause there are also excellent plays. I do want to point that out. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, they're going to be excellent plays. I, I do like Singletary here at 4,900 on DraftKings. He's 200 cheaper than Davis. Slightly better matchup on paper. The Rams are 20th against the run. And with Moss out, you should have more opportunities and we saw what Zeke did to the Rams in week one. We saw what Miles Sanders did to them last week. 
so I think it fits Singletary's game pretty well. Uh, so I, I do have a lot of interest in him at 4,900. Um, I know there are some, uh, you know, the, the other guy here is McKinnon at 4,900 facing the Giants and their 25th ranked defense so far. Uh, and I think he's a solid play as well. I, I prefer Singletary. Um, a little bit concerned about Jeff Wilson's presence with uh, with San Francisco. So th- there are my thoughts uh, on those guys right near Davis. Uh, while we're talking about the value plays, I do want to mention one more here. Uh, Tariq Cohen at 4,300. This is a GPP play because, you know, he's not getting many touches, but he did just sign a big contract. They didn't do much with him in week two. And I think maybe they look at this as an opportunity to use him in a matchup against Atlanta where they're not good at defending uh, running backs, catching the ball out of the backfield. We saw Carson get two scores against them through the air in week one. So I think this could be a spot for Cohen where they specifically game plan to get him the ball more. Um, so uh, that that's a play I want to mention. And then, you know, speaking of Mike Davis, I, I do want to talk about Eckler on the other side. Uh, I, I like this matchup here. Uh, he, uh, he caught four balls last week. So, you know, he got that chemistry with Herbert where he didn't have it with Taylor in week one. That's important. That's a really important part of Eckler's game. And, uh, you know, the Bucks had a great uh, success running against the Panthers last week, uh, especially in garbage time. So I know Kelly's there, but, you know, Eckler is, uh, he, you know, he's high up there on my board as well. Yeah, and that's a, it's a tough decision. Obviously, Eckler and Kelly, Eckler's the higher price guy. Eckler was a lot more explosive and effective with the ball, but Kelly did get a lot of volume. And kind of got the mop-up duty, uh, you know, towards the end last week, even though, you know, it was a close game. But, uh, yeah, Joshua Kelly looks really good, too, though, and he is their mostly their goal line back. So, Eckler, he almost has to score from a little bit farther out. You know, he gets a little bit of work in the red zone, but mostly down in the green zone, the goal line, it's going to be Joshua Kelly's a little bit bigger back. Uh, even though Eckler's strong, he's just a little bit smaller guy, uh, not quite as good between the tackles. So, that's yeah, that's going to be a tough decision as well. But I could see a scenario – if the Chargers get up big, which they're projected to win pretty uh, pretty big here, that Joshua Kelly gets more run in the second half and ends up having a big game as well if he can get in the end zone. But if Eckler gets one of those explosive plays, uh, like you said, he's going to have more opportunity if as Herbert being more accurate and being able to check down better to him and getting him in, getting Eckler in space. And that's really Eckler's game. you got to get him in space. Um, and he can certainly gash this uh, Carolina team. It just depends on how the game uh, plays out here. Uh, but I don't think they're going to be down having to pass a lot. So that's where I can see they can let they can spell Eckler and give the ball to Kelly more as well. Um, so that's yeah. the tough thing is you got two pretty solid running backs there. Right. And because of that, I look at Eckler more as a GPP play. You know, yep. you can spend 200 more and get Taylor in that awesome matchup against the Jets. So, you know, he to me, that's more of a cash play that that makes a lot of sense. Eckler more for GPP if you want to pivot in that sense. All right, Shane, let's transition to the wide receivers. Uh, We've talked about a lot of quarterbacks that are in good spots and we are going to stack here and there. Uh, We're also going to look at some one offs. Uh, So I want to start by asking about uh, DeAndre Hopkins going against your Detroit Lions. you know, for those of you who are new to the show, Shane is the Detroit Lions man. Uh, so you can follow him on Twitter, actually, at D-E-T Sports Shane. And you can follow me on Twitter at Language Olympic. Uh, so uh, he's the most expensive guy on DraftKings. What are your thoughts on Hopkins this week? I mean, he's pretty much by far the most expensive guy on both sites. And he's the most highly owned guy. So for me, I mean, you could maybe make the argument it's my Detroit bias. Um, I know that Detroit's secondary is not good. Desmond, Desmond Trufant is out for, you know, for the Lions. So they got these really young corners trying to cover him. Um, but I feel like they're going to they're going to double team and they're going to bracket coverage. Uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, what a lot of people don't know is the Lions have three really good safeties and they run three safety uh, sets uh, on defense. So they have an extra safety in the game who's like, a, you know, a smaller size linebacker. Uh, and they can they can double team and bracket and cause Hopkins some issue there, similar to what they did to Devontae Adams, also another elite receiver in last week's game before Devontae Adams got out 
uh, of the game with the with the injury. So that's what I think they're going to try to do is try to take Hopkins out because Christian Kirk is out. There's not that many other wide receivers. You got the old Wiley veteran, you know, Fitzgerald, but I think they'll take their chances there. So I think they're going to game plan to take him out of that. And because he's super highly owned, I mean, upwards of 30% plus owned, 35 to, you know, percent owned, and he's super expensive. I'm personally fading Hopkins, even though he's the most popular play and he's projected to score the most points out of all of them. And everyone looks at it as this great matchup. I feel like they're going to have a game plan to try to limit him. They're certainly not going to shut him down, but I don't see another blow up game here. We'll see. He's certainly capable enough to burn them, but I don't think they're, I don't think that's where they're, where they're going to get it. I think the main game plan is they put a spy on Kyler Murray to try to stop his rushing, and then they double-team DeAndre Hopkins and let them beat you elsewhere. I think that's the game plan that I, I know how Maddie P kind of likes to approach it, and that's what I'm looking at here. And we'll see if they can stop him. Maybe they can't. Um, but I'm just not willing to pay up at that price at this ownership. So what, yeah. are, what are you thinking? Are you going to go with, with you, the field? Actually. Oh, no, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm ready good. to fade that chuck with you. So this is exciting. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, and you're not a Detroit fan, so you can't say it's right. a bias. So that's good. Not, okay. Not, not good. Biased. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm actually Super ready. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to fade the next two guys on DraftKings, Julio and Ridley. Um, yeah. You know, going yeah. against that tough Bears defense. I, I'm, I'm more, much more excited about a bunch of guys in the 6K range. So who are the guys, if you're going to fade Hopkins, who are the guys that you actually want to use? Well, that's the other reason why you can fade Hopkins is there's a bunch of guys that are just grossly underpriced here. And there's also the mid tier. Uh, I'm going to call them mid high guys that are kind of expensive that are going to get skipped because people are going to go way down to those super good value guys in those 425 games. So let me give you a couple names here that I think are excellent plays that are going to, you're going to get a much lower ownership and they have huge upside here. So uh, Adam Thielen, um, we're looking at that game, and for the one o'clock games, that is a really high over/under. Uh, we're expecting a pretty a, a nice little shootout there. Minnesota's pretty desperate for a win here. They don't want to go zero and three. They're at home. Uh, Thielen tends to play pretty good at home. I know Kirk Cousins looked horrible in week two, but Kirk Cousins type of veteran guy that can bounce back. Tennessee's secondary, by the way, is pretty bad. Um, I think they're I think they're really bad secundary. So there's no one that can cover Adam Thielen and that, that team. So and it's hard to double team him because he, he's primarily a slot receiver. It's a gross mismatch. He's going to just he's just going to be a complete target here. And I think he produces and he gets in the end zone and he gets upwards of, you know, eight to ten catches here. I feel like this is a blow up spot for Adam Thielen. And he's again, a mid price where people don't want to pay up for him quite that much because they're going down to those other guys. Seventy two hundred on FanDuel for Adam Thielen. 6,900 on DK. Um, I'll pay that all day. Uh, and then here's another guy that's an elite slot receiver, Keenan Allen. He's in a great spot. I feel like, uh, again, Justin Herbert's a lot better passer, more aggressive, and he's going to get him the ball deep down the field. Uh, he's going to get him on those quick routes. And Keenan Allen is, uh, he's, you know, he's, I call him the absolute technician. And who's going to cover him in the, in the Carolina secondary? I don't know if they have anyone that can cover him. So he's another guy, a little bit more expensive, 7,100 on FanDuel. Pretty cheap on DK, though, 6,100, almost too cheap there. So definitely big on Keenan Allen here. And here's another guy. He's 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 a little more expensive. He's not going to get as much ownership in a perceived bad matchup. Cooper Cup for the L.A. Rams, 7,100, same price as Keenan Allen, 60 on FanDuel, 6,300 on DraftKings. Cooper Cup is in a great matchup. The weakness is uh, for the Buffalo defense is the middle of the field. You don't uh, – Robert Woods, the other top receiver there, is going to be matching up with Tredavious White, one of the best shutdown corners in the league. Okay, so Cooper Cup will get uh, the slot corner for the uh, Buffalo, who's really high, really lowly, real low in terms of his pass coverage rating. Uh, I forgot his name. That's how bad he is, you know, so <laughs> I'll blame it on that. But I know he's really low, low rated here. Cooper Cup uh, watched this game last week. He looked really solid to me. He looked great. Um, so I feel like he, it's going to be one of those Cooper Cup teams here. Okay, and then we get into this chalky guys. Uh, I, I do like Amari Cooper. You know, he's in that mid-price range. Um, here's a guy. Here's uh, So I don't think we need to talk about Cooper. He's a great play in a great right. game. <laughs> okay, yep. so that's I'll leave it at Cooper at that. Uh, here's a sneaky one that's much lower ownership, though I talked about him earlier in the week, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, he's got a great matchup here. Uh, against Houston in the slot, and um, they're they're really not good at that. And this could be a pretty high-scoring game. Pittsburgh's favored here, and I think Juju could have a big game. And he's another guy that people aren't going to pay up for. Um, and then you got Tyler Lockett is way too cheap. He's in a great matchup 
against the slot corner, uh, Jordan Lewis for uh, for uh, the Cowboys who got torched last week, and he DK uh, or sorry, yep, Tyler Lockett sixty eight hundred on Fanduel, sixty four on DK. Um, yeah, and so and then you got the other obvious guys. DK Metcalf is going to warrant huge ownership. He's sixty five hundred on both sides. He's pretty cheap. And again, the, the Cowboys don't have anyone that can check him. They don't really have anyone that can cover him. So I don't, I don't know how they expect to cover him, honestly. Um, because if you double team him, then you know Lockett's going to get open too. You know, so it's a little harder to double team Lockett though, because again, because he's a slot guy. So you see the theme here. I like these elite slot receivers and good yes. matchups in high scoring games here. So I'm attacking that, especially on DK, right? Uh, and then, you know, I think Allen Robinson's worth a shot. He's pretty reasonably priced, and he's in a good spot here. If you think Trubisky can actually hit him with <laughs> when he's wide open. Right. <laughs> That's my Trubisky dig Remains there. to be uh, yeah, yeah, they're not playing the Lions, so I don't know if Trubisky's going to have any elite game this week. Or right. not. But Allen Robinson's a really good play, and obviously against, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an elite matchup against Atlanta. They're horrible. Uh, they're banged up in the secondary. Uh, and then you got uh, everyone's darling right now, uh, CeeDee Lamb. And C.D. Lamb is probably the most impressive rookie I've seen in a long time, especially in a shortened offseason. The guy's put in a lot of work, uh, and he's got a great connection with Dak, and I, he's really impressive, run after the catch, his ability. And again, another slot receiver in a great matchup in a great game script here. And he's cheap, 5,600 FanDuel, 5,400 DK. And then Michael Gallup is in that same price range as well, so you could choose between those two. I probably prefer Lamb there. And then another cheap guy is Corey Davis. He's in that same uh, Minnesota game there, so you could have Adam Thielen and run it back with Corey Davis if you feel like that's going to be a nice high-scoring shootout. Uh, Minnesota's secondary is banged up. Minnesota's secondary was already bad before they had some injuries, so I think a couple of their corners are going to be out this, this week injured. So Minnesota is absolutely decimated in the secondary, which means – Corey Davis continued to continue can continue continue to have a big year for him. He's super talented, and uh, AJ Brown is probably going to be out again as well. So yes, he is. okay. So I know that's a lot of plays, but there's a lot of good, uh, nice plays there at wide receivers. So those are some of the ones I'm looking at. I'm sure you probably like some of these guys. Hopefully too. I do. I, I like a lot of them. Uh, the guys I like the most are Thielen. I like Cooper and Lockett in that shootout. I like Cooper Cup, Robinson, Allen. Lamb, and then I mentioned Mooney before. He's your cheap guy to look at from the Bears. And also K.J. Hamler, if you want to get another minimum price guy for a GPP. Denver is really banged up at wide receiver. Uh, Sutton is out. Judy is a game-time decision. And there's not many guys left. Um, you know, Hamler got pretty good run last week against Pittsburgh. Uh, they targeted him with a deep pass. Uh, he's got a, he's got a ton of speed. So the more he's out there, the more targets he gets, you know, 3000 doesn't take much to pay that off. So there's another GPP option for you. And Shane and I are all about the GPPs here. Uh, we play cash games as well, but we're really trying to you know, help you construct a lineup that is a little bit unique. Uh, so you can have a good chance to take something down. So, um, with that being said, do want to invite you to become a member with us at DFS Coach Talk. Um, what we do is we give out actual full lineups on FanDuel. We give out a cash lineup every week as well as a GPP. And then on DraftKings, we give out the coach's clipboard where we give you a highlighted core of guys to use and then a bunch of pivots to help you uh, fill out your lineup. And we're off to a really great start here in the NFL season. Uh, win after win and um, you know we're hot so uh, join us now you can pick up a, a week membership if you just want to try us out you get a month or you can go for the year or you can do the fall special uh, that takes you through the end of the calendar year gives you a nice discount on our monthly uh, our monthly membership so uh, just go to dfscoachtalk.com pick up one of our memberships and no matter which one you pick you get access to all of our sports we give out NBA lineups seven days a week. We've had uh, our winning percentage hovering around 80% there. Uh, baseball lineups every day, and then the PGA lineup once a week as well. So love to have you join us. Uh, Shane, we're going to hit the uh, tight ends now. And uh, first guy I want to ask you about is your boy, TJ Hawkinson. Um, he's got that matchup against Arizona. He crushed him last year in the opener. Are we going to get a uh, another big game from him here in week three? 
Yeah, you know, this is one of those rare weeks. I'm not huge on TJ Hawkinson. Okay. Again, I've been talking about him all all year. Um, I think he obviously super talented. He is still a red zone target, but Galladay's coming back. There's another major red zone target there. Um, and Hawkinson's been kind of rotating in and out of the game. He's not getting, you know, the the full workload in terms of the snap share. They're kind of load managing him a little bit. And he's getting targets when he's in there. Um, but I, the problem is that Detroit has a lot of, uh, you know, they just have a lot of weapons and a lot of guys they can throw to. So I don't really like his target share right now, with, with especially with Galladay coming back. And I don't really like his snap counts and everything. So I think that he could have a big game. But I think Arizona is much improved against the tight end. Um, they have some safeties. And, uh, you know, they got the Isaiah Simmons is a big right. athlete who can cover those guys as well. So I feel like they're going to have decent coverage against him. Um, so I'm not super high on Hawkinson this week. Um, and I feel like uh, the guy that I didn't mention as a deep GP play, this is kind of going all the way back to the running backs, is DeAndre Swift in terms of a guy that I feel like is going to do a lot of pass down work and can really uh, cause problems for the Cardinals in this game script. So I do want to mention DeAndre Swift, even though it's completely off topic here, but I'm just saying it's related. I feel like I like him sure. as a lower owned, a lower owned, lower price guy for the Lions. Uh, to have an explosive game over Hawkinson, even though it's a completely different position. It's just similar price points here. Anyways, yep, so back to the tight ends there since I got us off the track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, so if, if this isn't a Hawkinson week in yeah. that matchup that was so fruitful last year, against Arizona. Who, who do you like at the position this week? Uh, you know, a couple guys I like here, because um, I actually don't love the tight end group, uh, position this this week this, for okay. these particular matchups. I don't love it. Um, but I think Hunter Henry's in a great spot here. Um, I think if he's been getting great targets, you know, like eight targets and, you know, six or seven catches a game and decent yards, he just hasn't gotten the end zone yet. I think with Herbert, they, their passing game is going to be a lot more effective here. Um, and he's going to, you know, those young rookie uh, uh you know, quarterbacks like to hit the tight end, that friendly big target over the middle. So I think Hunter Henry is due for a blow up game. Uh, he's way too cheap on DraftKings. 4,800 is just ridiculous uh, in a great matchup here against Carolina. So that's way too low. And FanDuel's 6,000, which I like that because people don't want to pay up as much for him because they're going to go down to the value guys. So I feel like you can get him lower ownership on FanDuel at 6,000. And I feel like he's way too underpriced on DK for Hunter Henry here. So so I'm um, definitely high on Hunter Henry. I think he could go back to the well here with John U. Smith. Uh, again, we talked about that Tennessee-Minnesota game as a sneaky shootout here. Uh, two really good offenses going at it. And uh, John U. Smith, uh, the, the, uh, Minnesota's pretty vulnerable against tight ends in the secondary. And John U. Smith is super explosive. Uh, he's a big play waiting to happen at all times. He's obviously their number one red zone target now as well. Uh, so John U. Smith, you can go right back to him, even though his price went up a little bit. He's 5,600 on FanDuel, 52 on DK. So definitely John U. Smith's looking good. He did get into full practice now after after missing a practice or being limited on Wednesday. Uh, and then the other guy that I like that I think is super sneaky, I mentioned him earlier in the week, is Dallas Goddard. Uh, so Dallas Goddard here, I feel like Carson Wentz and the Eagles are due for a big game. I think they're going to bounce back this week at home against Cincinnati, a pretty weak defense. Cincinnati's been okay against the tight ends, but they got to try to cover two tight ends and Zach Ertz. So I think, you know, I, I definitely like Zach Ertz. Uh, I think he's good, but I think Goddard is more talented and even higher upside and going to be lower owned and he's cheaper. So for all those reasons, I like Dallas Goddard here. Um, and Dallas Goddard is 5,200 on uh, FanDuel, which I think is too cheap, and DraftKings at 4,900. And he, and he had a big week in game one, but people already forgot about that because they're just thinking about week two where he had a pretty bad week. Um, so I want to I take advantage of that recency bias. And I feel like he's pretty much like a starting big wide receiver for them who's like, you know, matchup proof. You know, it's hard to cover him. I don't think Cincinnati has anyone that can cover him. Uh, and I think that should be a pretty high-scoring game. Another sneaky one o'clock game is Cincinnati and Philadelphia for two good quarterbacks. You know the rookie here. So okay, and then let's talk about. Uh, I know you like this guy. Uh, if you just want to punt the tight end position and say forget about it here, I'm not going to say Logan Thomas. So I'm actually not. I'm not actually. He's not my favorite pick. I, I'm going to Drew Sample. So I'm going to the other side of that game here. Oh yeah, and Drew. Drew Sample at 4,800 on FanDuel, not a bad pump play there. And 3,500 on DK, how about that price? 
Uh, and I mean, this guy put up some decent production in like what, like one or two quarters in that game. What was that against uh, Cleveland, I believe? Right. And uh, he's in a good matchup. Uh, and uh, you know that the rookie uh, rookie quarterbacks uh, looking really good there. Uh, and I think that he lo- he loves sample. He likes those tight ends across the middle there. Uh, for uh, so I think that that's a good spot at thirty five hundred for Drew Sample. And I think he can smash that value and, uh, you know, he should be a red zone threat as well. So if he can get a touchdown, four or five catches, I mean, he's going to crush the value there. And uh, since I don't love paying up at tight end anyways this week, you know, he's not a bad pump play there. So um, I think he liked your sample as well. So that's, you know, I sure do. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about him. Uh, the, The price is terrific. You know, he was excellent down the stretch against Cleveland. Had all those catches without playing. Uh, a full complement of snaps because Uzama was out there until he got hurt there in the second half. And Sample's going up against Philly. Higby just burned him for three touchdowns last week. So, uh, so many things to like about that spot. Uh, very high on him. I am, uh, you know, I, I am also interested in Logan Thomas at 3,700. He gets that matchup against Cleveland. You know, we were targeting that matchup when Cincinnati played him, and I'll target it here. Uh, he's had eight and nine targets so far this year. Uh, good price. And, you know, it doesn't hurt that my man Sugar Shane was on him in the offseason, uh, hyping him up as a as a deep sleeper. And, you know, he's really come to the forefront here. Um, and so, again, it won't take much to pay off that price tag. Yeah, it's, it's weird because uh... – when you look up the matchup there for Logan Thomas, uh, the linebacker, I believe it's the linebacker for Cleveland, has a really good pass coverage. So they have some guys that can cover him well, but overall the Cleveland uh, group has not done well against tight ends. Um, but I think that they can – the only thing I'm nervous about Logan Thomas, I think that they can really designate their best, uh, you know, their best coverage guys on him because of the fact that uh, Washington doesn't have very many threats in the passing game. So I think they will really focus their defense on him and limit him, limit his upside. Where when you're looking at a guy like Drew Sample, they have to worry about A.J. Green. They have to worry about Tyler Boyd over the middle um, and a few other the receivers, you know, John Ross. I mean, Cincinnati has all kinds of receivers that they can yes. throw at you. Uh, so they have to worry about more guys uh, running deep and running those crossing routes. I just feel like it frees up more of those easy catches for Drew Sample and Joe Burrow just loves those tight ends. So, and I trust, I probably trust Joe Burrow more than I do uh, Haskins for hitting the, hitting a nice accurate pass to these tight ends. So because of that, that's why I like Drew Sample over Logan Thomas, even though I'm the biggest Logan Thomas truther you can find. Right. So so that's kind of what I'm at here. I I also like Sample better than Thomas, but remember there's no rule against playing them both. You can Use two tight ends. I do like that approach. So, so speaking of that, you can play Dallas Goddard and Drew Sample. You can run it back with Drew Sample. So think about <laughs> that. The two tight end approach in a run it back game stack with those guys. There Beautiful. you go. So that's, that's pretty that's pretty sweet right there. Yeah. Excellent. Well, another another thing that we love is our partnership with BetUS. So let's take a minute uh, so you can hear from our partners at BetUS. Wake up, sports bettors. Sports are in high gear at BetUS.com, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code COACHTALK for 125% sign-up bonus up to two grand. The best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Coach Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sports book is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. All right, so be sure to take advantage of that opportunity with the promo code COACHTALK. Uh, thank you again to BetUS. And Shane, let's transition to the defensive position here. Uh, team defense, uh, do you have a number one target here this week? 
Yeah, I mean, I can't. I, I know it's probably going to be highly owned, but I can't get away from this Indianapolis Colts defense here. Um, you got to pay up for them a little bit. Um, but just I feel like going against at home, going against, uh, you know, Sam Darnold, I just feel like it's going to be one of those weeks where Sam Darnold's going to see ghosts again. You know, I always make that joke about Sam yep. Darnold seeing ghosts. I don't know. That's just he classic. He brought it upon himself. He did. So I feel like Indianapolis is, you know, they're, they're, I think they're going to get after him. Um, and I don't really see any, like, skill position players or any threat here. I just think it's a gross mismatch. And Indianapolis has a lot of pretty good playmakers on defense. I think they're an underrated defense here. Um, so I like Indianapolis for, uh, you know, for a big game here. And maybe they can score a touchdown. They can definitely get some sacks against Darnold and force him into mistakes. And they should be up really big. Obviously, they're monster, you know, huge favorites. What are they, like 12-point favorites or something? 11, 12-point yes. favorites. 12 so that points means, on US. Yep. Yeah, so that might force Darnold to try to pretend like he's a good quarterback and try to air it out. Oh, which is going to force some mistakes. So, you know, so I'm hoping that the the, the Colts or the Ghost can get a couple pick sixes here or something, you know. So uh, so that's the team I like the most. Uh, I'll give you uh, a mid-tier that I like, and I'll give you a low price one that I like, okay. value for GPPs. So the mid-tier that I'm on, and I don't think they're going to be that highly owned. Last year they would have been highly owned, and I think they're way underpriced on DraftKings, and I think they're, they're you know, borderline overpriced on FanDuel, is the New England Patriots. Uh, you know, I've talked a lot about how I don't think the Patriots are an elite defense like they were last year. They were obviously completely shut down elite, but they're still extremely talented playmakers and they can really scheme against you and cause a lot of problems for you. So, again, we talked a lot about this week, Las Vegas Raiders traveling on a short week to New England. They've got a bang, banged up offensive line. They're missing two starting offensive linemen. So to me, that says. Okay, they're going to have a hard time running the ball against New England with their star Josh Jacobs. I think New England's going to shut that down, and then they're going to get it up to the pass rusher. I think the Patriots are going to get up big. They're going to get up after the pass rusher, and that's going to allow these playmakers, the elite secondary and the, the safeties and corners they have to make some big plays and hopefully make Derek Carr actually have to throw some throw the ball down the field, which he doesn't really like to do, um, but to make some mistakes and get some nice sacks on uh, Derek Carr here. So I like New England uh, as a fairly – I think they're going to be fairly low-owned, and I think they have some nice upside here, and I just love the game script for them to shut down the Las, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and then here's a sneaky one that is kind of uh, – should be lower owned. This is kind of GPPs only is the uh, New York Giants. Uh, so the New York Giants are going to be, you know, way down here on FanDuel at home against the San Francisco 49ers at 3600 on FanDuel. And listen to this price on DK. You'll probably like this $2,700. That's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty low. That allows you to load up on all these other positions. And uh, San Francisco, again, two weeks in a row, got to travel across the nation Going into that stadium, you know, they're complaining about the field turf. I don't like the way the stadium is. It's causing injuries. They're decimated by injuries. I can see where they complain about that. Um, they lost a lot of their defensive starters. So people might uh, think, you know, they lost a lot of their defensive starters. But I think that really uh, the Giants here uh, could take advantage of the fact that they're injured on the offensive side. Uh, they're starting quarterbacks out, so they're going to get some backup quarter uh, quarterback. They don't really have that many weapons. Uh, you know, their stars tight end Kittle's going to be out. So I think the Giants are a decent defense at home going up against a danged up 49ers here. And the 49ers are actually going to be kind of in a desperate spot here. And I think the Giants can really make some plays against them at home. So that's why I think it's a sneaky, really low price defense here. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers are banged up in a big way on both sides of the ball. So yep. if you if you wanted to get really different and save money on on defense, I could see why you would do that in a GPP. And the Patriots, that play is certainly growing on me. And I agree, it's going to be low owned after that uh, you know Monday night game where where the Raiders won at home against a, a good Saints team. Um, but with all those injuries and and everything else, um, you know that that could turn out uh, that could turn out well. And um, you know, getting back towards the top here, I'm with you. The Colts are just hard to get away from, you know, and defense, you can't pick two. So for most of these lineups, I will just pick the Colts. Um, but I'll give you two others up there that you could pivot to. Uh, Tampa Bay against Denver. Uh, you know, Denver, sort of like San Francisco, missing their quarterback, missing some uh, some skill position players. So there's an opportunity there for the Bucks. And the Chargers against the Panthers, uh, strong defense 
you know, Carolina is missing, you know, basically one of the MVP candidates of the league in McCaffrey. Uh, so that he alone being out, you know, decimates that offense. Um, so uh, there's another another way you could go to save 500 bucks on DraftKings and get a little different build. All right, Shane, let's um, mention a couple other things real quickly here. Uh, you can follow all of us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Um, on YouTube, if you could, this is a podcast that's in front of the paywall. So we'd appreciate if you just give us that like and the subscribe, hit the subscribe button so you know when these podcasts post. Again, we are doing three NFL podcasts a week. We do a Thursday show where we preview every game. We do this Sunday morning show. Uh, post late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, going position by position. We also do a show where we preview the primetime games, Sunday night and Monday night. Uh, so be sure to tune in to that. Uh, charity of choice here at DFS Coach Talk, mambaon3.org. That's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E. -E. And our next football podcast will be that showdown slate. Some exciting matchups, Green Bay, New Orleans, Casey, Baltimore. Uh, if you haven't heard Shane's Super Bowl pick, you got to tune into that show, uh, and you'll you'll hear about that again. And mm -hmm. also want to thank our presenting sponsor one more time, BetUS. BetUS.com.pa. Use that promo code CoachDoc get 125% match on your first deposit. Shane, any final thoughts here on the Week Three main slate? No, I think that's it's going to be really crazy watching these 425 games, these afternoon games, and watching that short the score, the cash line shoot up like a rocket. Right. So just get ready for that. Get ready for some fireworks at 425. That's a, that's about all I can really say about this slate and some really tricky decisions on which guys you want. There's all these value running backs. So this is just going to be a super high scoring week, is what it's shaping up to be. So. You, you really better bring it with a high score if you want to be able to uh, to make some uh, to really cash uh, big in, in the uh, NFL DFS. So uh, so I'm excited about, uh, you know, what we're going to come up with to, uh, to create a little bit of an advantage here and try to hopefully, uh, you know, we're going to fade some of the chalk and we're going to we're going to pick the right chalk here and, and have an awesome week. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. But I'm telling you, those 425 games, it's going to be crazy. And uh, there's some exciting games here. So. Yeah, yeah, it really will be. And and I'm also looking forward to finalizing those lineups. And you can uh, grab those. If you jump in as a member with us here Sunday morning, we'll get you those lineups about 45 minutes before kickoff, before the 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff. We'll give you the cash lineup on FanDuel, GPP, the coach's clipboard on DraftKings, as well as a Yahoo lineup. And our members have been really excited here about our success in NFL so we'd love to have you join us. Just go to DFSCoachTalk.com, pick up one of those memberships. So uh, that will pretty much do it for us here. I do want to thank uh, my man here, Shane Caldwell, for his hard work and research. And uh, on behalf of the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, including Joe Sarvati, the coach, who you can find at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I on Twitter. I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for joining us and be sure to tune in again next time as we look to crush it in DFS.